Hi there, it's Shelby Alexander, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey Podcast, a place where we explore the spiritual nature of this human experience and how to live happy, free, and thrive together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have a guest on, my first guest on the show today. Um, And to bring you into a conversation that feels like two girlfriends talking about life on the couch. (laughs) That's, That's what today's episode really feels like and felt like to record. It was so nourishing for my soul, and I hope it'll be nourishing for yours too. And I want to introduce you to the guest. So today's guest is Nada Meski. She is an incredible person, an amazing bright light that I feel so blessed to have connected with when I did. I met Nada two years ago at a global leadership training that we both did in Spain. And it was there that I realized she has a real gift with embodied movement. Um, and I think she would agree with me in saying that, you know, it is her divine purpose, her dharma, her life's work in this life to really share her knowledge and teachings and learnings with embodied movement with the world. She's also an amazing life and leadership coach and works with executives all over the world. But to me, I think one of the most interesting things about her is how she has used embodied movement to understand and explore her own life and show up as the best version of herself. She lives in St. Lucia, so pretty remarkable place with her husband and two boys. And with that, I welcome you to the show. Okay. It's official. It's official. (laughs) Here we are on this spiritual journey podcast with my first official. guest miss nada meski thank you for joining me today thank you for having me shelby it's a pleasure i'm so excited to be with you today and have fun with you and see where this conversation goes as always yes (laughs) and for the listeners i want to appropriately introduce you and just say that on a personal note you are a dear, dear friend of mine. You're also a masterful global leadership and life coach. You are an embodiment practitioner and so many other things. You have an incredible kind of resume that I'm sure will (laughs) come out during this conversation, but I'd love for you to just also introduce yourself to people about kind of the roles you wear in this human life. It's funny, the moment that I hear you say those things, I'm like, I'm just a messy human trying to figure this whole life thing out. <laughs> really? Like, what are those titles and roles anyway? And, and when I say that, I think ultimately what has shaped my experience so far the most are contexts of you know my marriage context of me being a mother context of me being a friend a sister a daughter like those are the things that have really shaped me to become who i am and are actually facilitating my becoming and my evolution every day much more than my masters or my you know leadership certificate and any of these other things that are of course helping mm-hmm and um, somehow don't even come close to all these that I mentioned earlier. It's so incredible. And I love that because that is like, in that is the essence of the show for me. It's like Mm -hmm. in our deeply humanness, we navigate our spiritual journey, right? Like for sure we learn things in the master's program and at university and all these things, but like the lessons you learn in terms of being a wife, a mother, and like showing up to the day-to-day of our, of our journey, of our humanness is like so rich. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, that's really the beauty of it. Like, honestly, we don't need anything else but this human journey in order to evolve and, and be enlightened spiritual human beings. Yeah. 
our nothing higher. else is needed exactly it's Ooh. just about living the life and doing it as consciously and as presently that's not a word but i'm putting it there <laughs> as we can beautiful i love it i hope those who are like man really questioning if I need to take this master's program and spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on blah, 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 blah. like you just learn that <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to send that paycheck in just, you know, show up to life and let yourself get mm -hmm. learned. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Let yourself get learned. It's exactly that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were just saying before we, we officially started recording for the show that we have just both gotten learnt <laughs> during, <laughs> during this Mercury and retrograde season. Uh, we're like, I think there's three more days in this one and it's, you know, for reference, June of 2021. So kind of the first Mercury and retrograde post the new year, I believe, uh, post COVID new year and woof, man. <laughs> <laughs> so much and it's funny that we're having this talk um when we are this conversation because i often find and i'm curious if this is the same for you that when in mercury in retrograde i like cannot see what i'm learning i'm just in it i'm just like yeah. like blinders are on i don't really understand the mess that i'm walking through it feels like layers of spaghetti noodles everywhere um, we have the benefit of being a little bit on not quite the other side yet, but like there's last three days of the three weeks. How, like, yeah. what have you learned? <laughs> Jesus, I don't even know where to start. Okay. Let's see. How can this be helpful? I think what I've learned, um, is that there is no other side. <laughs> I mean, okay, there is more detachment from what this side is, mm -hmm. but I will never really fully be this uh, completely Zen, always in peace, aligned spiritual human being that I somehow expected I can be because that is not on my path <laughs> and i think i finally accepted that wow. through situations that have happened these three years which have allowed me to fully experience my very much angry um conflict driven passionate um forthcoming ego self i know you're looking at me like that exists yeah <laughs> it exists <laughs> very much in me <laughs> and i've learned that there's the only way to come through it is to actually accept that this will always be mm. a part of who i am what and I it's my choice to and it's my choice to um to see how much power I want to give it. Mm, so beautiful. I love that. And what I hear in that is the radical self-acceptance of the parts that I think many of us find hard to be with or have deemed ugly and hidden away and like all of this, right? Yeah. And I feel in this in this season, Mercury and retrograde season often, or at least this one, I'll speak for myself, like a lot of those were popping up. And instead of whacking the mole and being like, nope, back to the basement, it was like, okay, like they're here, be with them. And you are someone that I've always seen as being so uh, profoundly good at seeing those parts of yourself, being with them, allowing them in as the guest house, like Rumi, you know, says, and just, yeah, having that spaciousness and willingness to kind of sit with them and, and accept them. How do you do that, Queen Nada? <laughs> yeah, I, I just... <laughs> Diga me, please. <laughs> Thinking about this, this week and this specific experience that I'm actually... Um, 
still getting the learning from. And I think it is important to recognize, like you said in the beginning, that when we are in it, the energy of it is so strong, it's so potent that it's almost impossible for us to detach from it in the moment. Yeah, or even realize we're in it, right? Like, yes. It's like- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really takes you over. And I think the recovery piece is the one where the learning is. The recovery piece of you know, taking a deep breath after and, and really observing what did just happen? What did I step into? What triggered me to step into it? And what am I actually being asked to, to heal, to let go, to understand more deeply about myself so that the next time that this shit happens, I can maybe have a little less anger or a little less resentment and a little more grace and a little more forgiveness because it's it's not ever and it was never about getting it fully right it's about finding the space for that acceptance and forgiveness and growth in the moment I love that. It's like, it's not about the ace in the test, the A on the test. It's, it's about the actual growth. Like <laughs> the metaphor of just picturing a student being like, yep, I got to get an A on that report card and just get through and like, do it right. Versus like, did you grow? Did you learn mm -hmm. something? Is it embodied in you? And yeah. like, how is it serving you now for like, what's next on your, you know, air quote curriculum of life that's coming. I, yeah. I wonder if we can make this even more real. I'm just wondering, like, if there's a real example for you now in hindsight from the past three weeks or just in life generally for how some of this stuff has played out. There's so many examples. <laughs> I don't know which, like, like, which messy <laughs> moment to choose from. <laughs> um, well, the situation that we are in right now is that we have a real conflict uh, with our neighbors in our apartment downstairs who are doing works and, of course, trying to do the best that they can to make sure that, you know, their home is safe. And us trying to do the best that we can to make sure that we facilitate that for them. And yet, both parties are completely unable to make themselves feel heard without feeling attacked or without feeling like they need to defend something which is their property, right? Mm. And I think my, I'm, I'm getting signals right now as I'm talking about <laughs> it. I think my learning is that it is about recognizing what your body is telling you in those moments. It is about recognizing what is the energy that you're bringing into the table and to the conversation. It is about recognizing, okay, what is my breath telling me? What is my heart telling me? What are the sensations that I'm experiencing in this moment? And how can I actually work with them and work through them as this is happening without choosing to be overwhelmed by them? Because what what happens is that we get overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed with this potent energy of anger, resentment, um, uh, pushing, defending. And we simply do not, we are unable to step away from it in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think if we learn how to read those signals, if we learn how to really listen to what is happening in our body, and we learn how to interpret that, that will give us an incredible tool to be able in the future to say, oh, okay, this is what's happening and, and this is <laughs> what it usually means. So maybe I can help myself in this situation by you know, taking a deep breath, by stepping out, by calling a timeout. Mm -hmm. Whatever those strategies for, for, for us to take care of us in those moments may be, 
they can come only if we understand and are able to listen in the present moment to what is actually happening to us, to our system. Mm. I am not surprised that you brought embodiment in, and I'm so glad that you did. You're such a visionary with embodiment, I feel, and I've been lucky enough to be a student of yours. Um, and I want to dive deeper into that because I feel like what you're saying is something that I've only newly kind of awakened to, um, this concept that like, okay, in every interaction I'm having, my body is telling me things like signaling things and giving me sensations that I can listen to and trust and follow. And, and yet (laughs) this is new for me. You know, I'm like, I'm 30. So like for most of my life, I think I shut that down. Probably I'm realizing because they were actually so intense and like, Mm. I didn't know how to be and live with them in modern day life. Um, but I'm so curious, like for you, you know, you're talking to the, to the neighbor or whatever, you're feeling sensations in your body. Like, how would you, how did you, when did you like first feel that? Do you remember like when you first realized like your body is signaling things to you? I don't, I don't, that's a great question. And I don't think there was ever a realization. I just think it always was. It always was. Yeah. And have you always trusted it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And this is something that probably because of the circumstances that I have have been born into, I, I listened to it because it felt like safety. It felt like that was my way listening to this, to this sensation, to this wisdom of my body, which for me personally is the voice of my intuition, Yeah, is the voice of my highest self, is the voice of my spirit. Listening to that voice meant that I will always be safe. I will always be protected. I will always yeah, I will always find a way. It's so beautiful. And I can't help but feel like, of course, you had a situation in your early life where, you know, you were almost forced to believe this and feel this and find your own intuition within yourself because you are a visionary for embodiment. So of course, an embodiment practitioner and coach would need something in their life path to catapult them early into feeling and discovering these types of things. And I'm so grateful that that happened, even though I know for you, like your early chapters had a lot of pain and, you know, hardship. And that's also something that's like really worth talking about and normalizing because so often in our journeys, we have all of these opportunities to turn pain into purpose and, the very thing that we're often like, God, why did that happen to me? That sucked. Like that was terrible is often like the jewel, the gift that we can use to, you know, help serve others in the future. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear you sh- shed some light on some of the early things that happened for you that helped you trust your intuition and, and embodiment more. Hmm. Well, I love what you just said, because I think that pain is such a beautiful doorway to, um, to, to potentially deepening our connection with the source and with our purpose. And it doesn't always have to be like that. So I know we talk a lot about trauma and especially these days when, you know, beautiful, amazing people like uh, Gabor Mate are coming out with this incredible gift of a movie that normalizes trauma and actually speaks about it in a language that we can all identify with and understand. And I think it took me a really, really long, long time to understand that what has happened to me was incredibly traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up as a child in, in, a, in a war where 
your family, your literally your mother's family and your father's family are at war, <laughs> has created this sense of immediate knowing inside of me that this is not what this life is about. Yeah. This life is not about division. It's not about discrimination. It's not about one is stronger than the other. One is right. The other is wrong. It is not at all about any of that. This life is about looking at what you have been given, people who are around you and finding ways to connect with them from a place of deep love and respect and, and honor, trusting that they're in in this space for a reason. And I just, I felt that to be true. Mm. I deeply felt that to be true. And I think that has given me the strength to actually survive in that kind of environment, knowing and trusting and holding that hope for myself that things will get better. Mm. This needs to be better and we will make it better. So I think a part of what I do is truly to, to help people, couples, teams, groups get outside of that conflict, right, wrong, black, white kind of thinking that is truly limiting our capacity and our beautiful natural resourcefulness as human beings and spiritual, pe spiritual um, beings in this world and find a way that we can we can align and be together without feeling like we have compromised something or we have somehow betrayed a part of ourselves because that is never a feeling that, that can um, help us be at ease. That is the feeling that actually creates the opposite. It creates a sense of dis-ease that then transforms into a physical illness. Damn. Dropping some serious knowledge that whole time, but at the end there too, I'm like, wow, not a wow. Yeah. And now finally, you know, we have so much research. I mean, I am not in that, in that uh, specific area. I'm nothing but a follower and a learner, mm -hmm. but there is so much information out there available for us to understand that every chronic physical illness happens because there's an emotional and spiritual disease. Yeah. And it I love is, that. Uh, I yeah. love that you, you felt like as a child, the metaphors are so thick here. I can't help, but see them. You know me well in this regard, but it's amazing that as a child, you got to be, I just picture, you know, a child in wartime in a home where literally the two beings that most children love most in the world, their parents, right? Like one from the outside world looking in is on one side of a conflict and the other is on the other. And yet you see that they love each other. You know, the mm. families, you know, that like, this is an illusion. This doesn't have to be this way. This is disharmony where there should be, could be, wants to be harmony in my home, yeah. in my world, in my universe. And I love that. And the fact that you're bringing in the body, because that resonates so much with me. It's like anytime we kind of ostracize one part of ourself, be it emotion, like anger, or even, even moving our hips, like in a feminine way, right? Like there, there is disharmony and dis-ease and the song, the music, the it doesn't flow in the same way. Like the melody can't come through and the bass isn't heard. And like, we just, it doesn't work. It doesn't create this amazing music that each one of us is uniquely gifted to create. Yeah. And unfortunately it sounds fucking out of tune and doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, just to really send that one home. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no one wants to listen to something out of tune. Like My back was aching for <laughs> chronic pain for years like that didn't sound good <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I can I can also just say that like because I brought up the back thing like I suffered with chronic pain in my low back since I was in high school playing volleyball and in hindsight after lots of different types of 
modalities and healing work and what have you, I'm proud, very proud to say that like, I don't have back pain anymore. And that has been a 10 year journey. Um, and in working with you in your embodiment practices with raindrop movement, like a lot shifted just from reawakening this, like, you know, feminine principle within mm-hmm. myself. And it's not ironic that I was all locked up on the left side of my hip and pelvis, you know, like this is our feminine side, our, our, you know, divine mother's lineage and, and all of this. So a lot to unpack there, but I'm just so grateful for the journey you've had in this life that has helped you become innately aware to the wisdom that you're sharing Mm. today and in the work that you do generally. And yeah. Yeah. I I love everything that you're saying. And what I am taking away from it is that anytime that life begins to hurt you and however that manifests for you, that is a message. Mm. That is a message that maybe, you know, something needs to shift. Maybe there is an opportunity to, to do something differently. Yeah. Because life is not supposed to be painful. Life is supposed to be this incredible, joyful experience. And when there is pain, it is there simply to serve us and to redirect us. Totally. Yeah. I truly believe like this life is actually made to be heaven on earth. Like this is a possibility. And often it is our living hell (laughs) because we choose to make it that way. And we've somehow like normalized that that's what adulting looks like or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so true. You're so right. And I think why I respect the body so much is that it just doesn't lie. So it really, it, it, it's, a, it's a truth that we keep hearing and receiving from all ends, but our mind, you know, is a, is a beautiful mind that hosts so many different voices. And sometimes it can be confusing. It can be confusing to interpre- interpret where is this coming from? Is this my higher self or is this my ego or fear self? Totally. The same things with our heart, you know, our heart holds our emotions and our emotions are attached to so many different stories and all the experience that we have had before. So there is a lot of room also there to be confused, but with our body, a sensation is a sensation. There's no interpretation. <laughs> it just is. And that is, what's so beautiful about it it really gives you the truth immediate transparent truth I love that and as someone who teaches like follow the joy their breadcrumbs to what you're here to do on this earth your divine purpose dharma etc I love that you have really helped um like deepen that awareness for me within myself of like go to body to to know what is joy because you're right sometimes like the mind is super tricky and it's hard to know capital k no like what is true and what is our joy and the body doesn't lie i love that i love that the body doesn't lie Mm. and also another layer to it is uh you just mentioned it and i feel like it's important to name it it doesn't lie because it immediately brings you to the present moment to what is here now Mm-hmm. sensation can only be felt in this moment while our stories can be you know experienced in the future or in the past or somewhere in between those illusions but sensation happens in the now mm-hmm. and so when we are in this present moment this is where we can see what is true for me now yeah without all the you know masks and previous experiences and all the layers on top of that what is here now? Yeah. It's like a removal of all the filters. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I also feel like it's important to name that a lot of us, myself included at times, don't like to feel certain things <laughs> yeah. in the body, right? Like there's loads of resistance. Like yes. my back pain, Nada was telling me for 10 years, like something's broken. Something's not working. Yeah. Something's like not working. Like, listen to me. Yeah. Um, and 
I just want to hear you talk a little bit about that because I think for so many people that is so real, like to bring it full circle, here we are talking about Mercury and retrograde and how <laughs> so many signals, if this, these are like text messages from the body, I'm like, whoo, my mm. like, my inbox is overloaded right now from all of the signals. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so right. And I think, uh, I think what, what that connects for me is this, um, I don't know why, but the word freedom comes. And I think it comes in this context because for me to, to, to work with our body, to work through embodiment is to truly feel completely free in your own home, in your own body. And the resistance is there because we want to feel free. I mean, nine out of 10 clients that I work with will put freedom as their core value, right? <laughs> so important to us as human beings with our own empowered will to feel and be free. And yet, how can you step out in this big, huge world and be free if you're an unable to do that within your own body, yeah. if there are still some movements that make you feel uncomfortable, is there, if there is still a certain kind of way of moving that makes you feel ridiculous or self-conscious, that is in itself, that resistance that you're talking about is in itself an invitation that's telling you, hey, you're not free. Mm -hmm. You're not free until the moment that there is resistance to anything that, that should feel easeful and playful and fun, you know that you're not free. And until you're not free in your body, you cannot be a free human spirit in this world. Yeah. Wow. Received. <laughs> Received. And I am a fellow freedom warrior, as you know. So that message like really hits home to me. And it's also not a surprise why I bumped into you in my life path to find more freedom in my own body. And I think for, as a woman specifically, one lens that I wear in this life, um, this message feels e even more important because I think yeah. so many women... Um, don't feel free to fully express sensuality, femininity, um, you know, our feminine yeah. principle. And this is so such a topic that's like very trendy right now and on the rise. And I'm so glad that it's on the menu now. Oh, yes, um, absolutely. One, because it's just so fun to explore for myself. But two, it's like so needed, like this, this feminine principle feeling free to, to, manifest in this world to be alive to be free in this world and as someone who's attended some of your like feminine freedom embodiment experiences I'm curious like what do you notice what do women run into what is what do you see um in terms of you know sensuality being blocked or how to kind of free that up mm. I love that question. Well, the first thing I notice is that it manifests in a very similar way, this, um, this sort of blockage, and it manifests mainly through our second chakra and through our pelvis. And I mean, there's so much behind it. <laughs> a, part, a big part of that is that it was not safe for women mm -hmm. to express their feminine side. Yeah. The society did not allow that because it was simply not safe. And of course, then generation after generation after generation of being fed that it's not safe, we block ourselves so that we simply do not go there anymore mm -hmm. for our own safety, right? Yeah. And to, to wanna, actually... I want to just double click on that because it's so real, like... I've done loads of work and I'm still like, oh God, if I do hip circles on Instagram, like, <laughs> like yeah. uh, can I recover from that? It's like a real, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like crazy that that's a thing, honestly. Like it's insane. It is, it is, like, but it is. I'm a human animal that has hips that move. Like this is, this should be okay. It's funny. Licks that's it. their yeah. function. Their function is to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. 
totally <laughs> so funny yeah oh. and i want to also say that this is this is true for women and men it really is for both of us and i i can very clearly see it and people can recognize it like you know when your hips are blocked you know that nobody needs to tell you that uh, and again like the, the the hips are you know the 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 creativity the passion the sensuality sexuality the 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 creation all of that juicy stuff that we need to feel like uh, fulfilled human beings so this is this is crazy that we are not giving ourselves the permission to actually fully unleash that and it's hard so i get it i really do get it it's hard and it it can be done in a very safe environment and i think this is what we're trying to do you know through, through raindrop movements through embodiment sessions and even in my coaching i try to create that safe environment for people to to allow themselves to go where they're afraid to go it's you do it so well um and i'm so grateful for it i feel like just to give a personal experience example to those listening like I didn't know in truth, like I had no idea I was missing out on connecting with kind of a fem more feminine side of myself. Like, yeah, my hips moved all right. Like whatever, you know, like B plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I witnessed you in movement at our leadership retreat and was like, holy fuck like actual a like holy like that was nuts like how do i i didn't know a body could move that way organically without you know uh choreography or something you were just like attuned to the music and allowing it to channel in and move you from the inside out and fully expressed like i witnessed on that day a fully expressed female body move with divine grace like it was ecstasy to witness and i can only imagine it was ecstasy for you to feel hmm. and i for those who are interested in like more deeply exploring and feeling their own kind of divinity and inner ecstasy like i cannot highly recommend working with you more i feel like I reclaimed a part of myself I didn't know I was missing until I witnessed you that day. And I was like, I want that. I want my version of that. So I will never forget that. It was like such a, such a gift for me and my journey where I was at that moment. Mm. It's, uh, it's almost overwhelming when you say that, I have to be honest, like I'm trying my best to receive it with grace, but I'm also like, holy shit. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, and, and I, I have a conviction that all of us can, can experience that, all of us, because we are, we are given this human body so that it would help us in our expression not limit us in our expression mm -hmm. and our bodies are designed to move yeah so it is through movement that we can actually tap into that wildest unleashed fullest expression that you so beautifully named and once you experience that for yourself, something profoundly shifts so much that the, the perception from the outside doesn't matter. <laughs> like in that moment, when you're experiencing that, when you feel yourself fully connected to your body and in your fullest power, because to be in your fullest power, you need to be connected to your mind, heart, soul, and body nothing else matters it's like you can do no wrong there is no wrong move you are just fully aware that this is who you're supposed to be this is how you're supposed to be expressed and how others perceive it it's not even on your radar 
Yeah. It really is. Fear doesn't, it doesn't go no. in the room or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That resonates deeply. And that is also what I've experienced, you know, in your journey, in, in your um, exploration of embodiment. Mm. So much more freedom, so much more expression, so much more ease totally within your container yeah thank you for that and i i i mean it resonates like i feel that i feel more free in my container and i feel more aware of where i'm not free now too which is yes exactly but it is so much more now like me getting to know my own instrument and not making any of the parts of my instrument wrong or the notes wrong. It's just like, whoa, I'm a viola and I (laughs) didn't know that. And now I know that. And what's this string do? And how's this bow work? And whoop, that's a tune. It's like more playful and so much more alive. And it makes me think actually what you're saying of, um, I got incredible advice once often I get incredible advice very often from remarkable people but this particular thing was from a man that I really admire he's a coach as well and he was like Shelby you know you have to be all that you are I'm like okay <laughs> duh, right like be all. Okay. <laughs> like everyone says that right he's like no he's like seriously like you're beautiful be beautiful like you're you know outspoken be outspoken you're loud you have curly hair like let that shit curl man like literally (laughs) all of it like you're sexy be sexy like versus like okay I'll be this because society's kind of okay with that one this one's a little rebellious but I like it so I'm keeping it and this one like ooh, depending on who I'm around no fly zone like that noise in my mind has run the bus of me for most of my life and has been torture which I am now in hindsight kind of grateful for because it's led me through this path of, you know, spirituality and what have you. Um, But man, it's real. It was so real. And embodiment practices have helped me bypass the brain and just get to the, get to the dirty work quicker. It's like a detour in the right direction. Uh, Mm. That's fun. And I always learn something and I always feel better. Like people who are like, wow, I'm seeing that girl do a bunch of hip circles on Instagram (laughs) saying it's going to make you more creative. Like really go try that shit. Go try that. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Just try it. Give it a try and and notice how you feel and what shifts. I love it. I think that's it. I mean, that's the best way to to sometimes cross the edge of the resistance is just try it totally that's it you don't have to learn about it you don't have to understand it you don't have to you know analyze it just freaking give it a try (laughs) and see what you learn and I would be so uh disappointed if I didn't ask you this question or kind of open up this part which is I I make up that when you are doing an embodiment practice or moving you're channeling Hmm. (laughs) about that (laughs) oh channeling (laughs) this word Uh, i know well i i don't know if that's channeling but i can speak to what i experience i think in that in those moments um for whatever reason, I'm able to step into a field of no fear, no judgment, no censorship. Mm. And whatever information is coming through my body, it's coming out in a way that that just shows that. <laughs> it, it shows that this is unfiltered truth. in that moment and I don't always feel like it's coming from me because most of the time it's information that I'm just becoming aware of in that moment Mm -hmm. and I think that is the part that that 
potentially could be interpreted as channeling from the source, from the higher energy, from the higher intelligence, because it is truly, even for me, an unknown thing. Like I'll, I'll be leading a class and stuff comes over my mouth and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? How did I come up with that? So I think there is something, you know, that we all, again, when we are operating in our own sweet spot or, you know, some people call it zone of genius. And, and for me, it is operating in your purpose. The universe or God or source sort of just comes from behind and, and lifts you up and energizes you and gives you so much information that no other ways you would have been given. Mm. And that for sure happens. Like I know that happens in every single session. It's amazing. And it's honestly incredible to watch you do and be what you do and who you are in those moments. Because what I see is a master pianist who knows that piano, like, you know, your body so well, and for sure, you're always learning new things. I imagine as masters do, and you're just playing, you're allowing the music to play you. Like you're just mm -hmm. receiving the music and, and letting your body move to the music that's, that's being composed in the moment. And it's the reason I use channeling is to be a little provocative because I think channeling is so much more than just channeling words. Mm -hmm. I think channeling is receiving divinity in some form or fashion. And we have, you know, a lot of different senses that that can kind of run through. But for me, I think it's so powerful to be in, in one of your raindrop movement experiences because it is so pure and safe. Mm -hmm. And that to me, those feelings usually only come from capital T truth, divinity, higher power, source, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's such a, uh, it's such an incredible offering that you're sharing that feels so in integrity and aligned with truth. Hmm. Thank you, my love. It, it, so the welcome. intention, the, the intention, it was always that, you know, and I'm very, grateful that that's also your experience and i'm so grateful that you have committed to this journey to get to this place because it's like the service that you're now providing like i can't imagine having not had it and i would love to hear you talk about what you're offering now and what you're kind of seeing for yourself in the future with embodiment mm. Yeah. And it's funny when you say that, you know, part of me almost feels, I think I've, I've mentioned that to you before, almost feels choiceless at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, some, I, I've tapped into something and when I don't practice it, when I don't offer it, when I am not actively on that path, life hurts again. Totally. <laughs> It's it so funny that so many people are like, we're like, yes, get to divine purpose, get to the Dharma. It's like, Ooh, but then once you know it, if you choose not to do it, welcome to depression. Like, exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. the joy. <laughs> yeah, because this world needs more people who, who are stepping into their purpose and coming from that place. And more and more with the craziness that we are going through so like vividly and fast these couple of years more and more people will be called into to step into that space for sure. So, and yeah, once you're there, you're there <laughs> and you don't want to be away from it. You really don't. What's been seen um, can't be unseen. Exactly. Yes. I love that. So for me, it's, I, I will keep offering these raindrop sessions and they will keep evolving. I have noticed that after the the 4P workshops that we just had very organically, again, new learning came through the sessions that now I'm, you know, building a, 
a new series that's all about healing your core wounds and focuses on embodiment of patterns that we have inherited from our father, from our mother, and from our inner child. And I want to work through movements to actually allow people to heal that. And once I do that, I know that in there, there will be something else that wants to come out that needs to be you know, offered into this world. So I'm in, in a place of complete trust mm. that as long as I continue putting the work out, the, the wisdom of it and what is actually needed will come through and I will just simply follow. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's such a, like, that's, that's Dharma, right? Like you can't really see into the future. You don't know who you'll be then and there and all, all we have no. now in this regard. And I've learned that having too many expectations is not really serving me. So. Hello, ego. Like, we'll go yeah. again. <laughs> it's so hard, like, getting out of our way. And that I think for me, at least, that continues to just be a practice. It's like having to, to talk about integrity, like, really be aware of when that comes in and when it's my idea versus when it's Source's idea. And I try mm. to get Shelby out of the way as much as possible, but that is just... <laughs> a boot camp, a continued boot camp. Um, so for the, in, in closing, this has been an amazing conversation and experience with you as, you know, not expected. Right. I just- Right <laughs> back at you, love. <laughs> Thank you. So fun. So grateful. You're such a treasure. And for those who want to work with you or look into what you're doing more, how can they get connected? Oh, I guess in, in the context of embodiment, check out the raindropmovement.com. There's also an Instagram page. Um, and if you are curious about coaching or any other things that I'm doing, which of course always include embodiment, um, find me, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Instagram. It's so easy to find each other these days. <laughs> I will put all of those things in the show notes so people can find you. And when does your new um, workshop kick off? New workshop kickoff is in September. We are beginning September 7th. And that's with the 4P workshop series. And then we are having the Heal Your Core Wounds in October. Okay. Amazing. I will be there as always. I love your work. I'm so grateful. And I will talk to you soon, my soul sister. I am sure. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for living your dharma and for offering these beautiful conversations, these real authentic human conversations about spirit and about our spiritual journey. It's so needed. So thank you. Mm, loving you. <laughs> Big love always. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening and tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did making it. And if you're interested in learning more about embodied movement, I seriously cannot recommend Nada's offerings more highly. I have played around with a lot of different modalities and this for me is the first of its kind. So if you want to learn more, check out her website links in my show notes and I will see you next week. Big love.